podcasts, they talk, and they have interesting things to say. Not that Forge wasn't interesting, but it's actually relevant this time. Love you, Forge, but this is Brent. I'm Sausage. I'm Peyton. And I'm Matt. And that's Matt. So we found Matt on a, uh, a podcast, uh, a, a blog rather, mentioning our podcast. He's got some interesting things that we would like to hear about certifications and employment in the field, and in and, and our field specifically. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Is anyone drinking tonight? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Great. I, now I'm the odd man out, because I still have water, because I've been sick. Uh, <laughs> so what's what's everyone, everyone been drinking? Matt, what are you drinking? You go first. Uh, Sleeman's Original. It's uh, one of the larger breweries up here in Canada, but... Uh, Relatively local to me. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm drinking some uh, New Belgium Heavy Melon. It's a watermelon lime ale. What is it with you and the fruit beers? All right, Peyton. Dude, it's Cause, summertime. Cause Peyton, go. A, never mind. Uh, so my <laughs> wife made a request. You know, obviously she's just given birth, and uh, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have a small amount of beer, as you know, when you're feeding, as long as it's not too, you know, you don't feed recently. Yeah. So she said, just pick up anything light. I was like, Mm -hmm. you don't care? And she's like, no, I don't care. And I said, I said, okay. (laughs) Did you get her Miller Light? No, I got Coors Light. So (laughs) Coors Light. God, that's worse. (laughs) I'm currently drinking Coors Light right now. Don't 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 make too much fun. Jason, are you allowed to say that? Yeah. Since you live in Colorado, from Colorado, I'm surprised the state of There's two things. There's two things. First of all, Coors Light is like what you get on special at every bar here. It's kind of like how Yingling is in in Pennsylvania, so, which is so why we're good. sick of it. But yeah, right. so yeah, good. I get it. Okay. Um, no, no, Yingling's way better than Coors. The other Whatever. thing, though, is I'm not sure if this is still true, but at one point in time, Coors actually. Uh, sort of sold out to some distributor on the East Coast. So they were using different, a slightly different recipe here versus there. So our Coors Light might actually be different. All bow before the East Coast brewing companies. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I'm sure the original is the shitty one. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure I'd be able to taste the difference, to be quite honest, but... Great. This is piss. See, yeah. the, the the great thing about Coors Light is if you have a six pack in the fridge and you have friends over, when they leave, that six pack will still be there. <laughs> so I, I've been trying to listen to your voice. I've been trying to figure out who you sound like, and you sound like one of my most favorite actors. He was in Three Hundred. What's his name? Off the top of my head, and he was in uh, Law Abiding Citizen. I'll think of it in a second. Can't help you out here. You're on your own, buddy. Yep. Well, anyway, that's who you sound like to me, at least. Do, do, do you want me to send you a scan of my signature or something? No, not really. <laughs> I, I, I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to... You sound like that guy whose name I don't even know. <laughs> Gerard Butler. That's that's who it is. Well... I couldn't couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Does, I mean, just think yeah, about it for yeah, a minute. It does kind of sound a little bit like Gerard Butler. Just a little bit. Well, let me know how... Uh, can I monetize that somehow? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I mean you know, he's... <laughs> maybe. If it's it a depends scam, if you look at him. We won't even sell you out. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you look like him, maybe. I don't think there's much of a, a market for voice impersonators, but there's a market. Yeah, maybe there's a market for everything, Brent. Don't lie to the guy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 he's a kid. They're all commies. Remember? <laughs> oh, right. right. <laughs> I forget. Okay. With our free healthcare and good beer. Right. Yeah, exactly. how could you? In the hockey. <laughs> eh? You monsters. You monsters, you. <laughs> oh, man. 
Uh, is do you guys feel the like the same way about Molson's as we do about like PBR and cores and stuff? It depends. Um, back in college, for example, yeah, you know, you got the Molson and you got the Labats, you know, the Labat, yeah, yeah, you you live off that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because well, it's cheap. Yeah, you know, and and then you know, as you sort of grow up a little bit, your palate gets refined. You start mm-hmm. you start to get a decent paycheck. You start trying other things, and you sort of realize, yeah, not so much, right? Yeah, right. So um, I've definitely become a bit of a beer snob in the past uh, few years. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, like I mentioned, the Sleemans, That's sort of like the lowest I'll go mm-hmm. on the uh, the comfort scale. So. Okay, and then you get even older than that, around sixty and seventy, and your taste buds go, and you're and you're back to the the cheap beers. <laughs> oh yeah, taste. yeah. Well, living on retirement. Although in <laughs> Canada, too. in Canada, well, maybe you can do who it. Who knows in Canada, right? Well, in Canada, yeah. So basically, yeah, it's it's the same way in the states. <laughs> it's more or less the same way here. Great. All right, Paige, you wanna you wanna bring us right into the news? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Cool. Uh, okay. All right, yeah, we want to get through this pretty quick, I think, because we've got a nice interview here. So, mm-hmm. let me get stuff open here really quick. I'm sorry. What are you laughing at, Jathan? Just so, three minutes later. <laughs> it's been ten seconds. You know, and I haven't done the, I haven't done the opening thing. It's a thing long time it. in the closet, man. Hey, hey man, <laughs> listen. You can fix that really easily by coming out of the closet. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never coming out. So, here's Payton with the news. Okay, so we have a JavaScript bug. Which is equal, equal, nasty shit. Thank you, Jathan, for that lovely news edit there. Engadget and a couple other sites are reporting that the exploit can attack secure websites through ads. The exploit is called Heist and only needs a little bit of JavaScript to do a lot of damage. Some web-based exploits are more dangerous than others, and this is one of the nasty ones. Security researchers at, K- at KU Leuven... Le- L-E-U-V-E-N, have discovered a technique called heist or HTTP encrypted information can be stolen through TCP windows. Okay, that's the lamest acronym I've ever seen in my entire life. Helps compromise an encrypted website using only a JavaScript file hidden in a maliciously crafted ad or page. Okay, so it's just like all other JavaScript. It's terrible. (laughs) Some users are saying that their Windows 10 anniversary update borked their partitions. Some Linux users say they may, you may want to be careful when upgrading Windows 10. The anniversary update just came out. There's a guy who reported that when I installed Windows 10, it deleted everything on my other drives without asking. <laughs> Seen multiple reports that the Windows 10 anniversary update deletes other partitions containing Linux installs without asking. Mm. From some of the stuff that I've read, it's actually just like the first 200 megabytes of, the, of that partition, which obviously... Um, you know, you're, depending on how you have your partitions set up, that can, you know, that can at least remove the, the headers for that partition. So just mm-hmm. just watch out when you're doing it. Try not to update for a while unless you absolutely have to. And if you do have to, hope you don't get burned. <laughs> and then the next site we have here is actually a site with cancer because it, it says that we noticed that you have your ad blocker on. And it says whitelist us or subscribe. I'm not going to say who the site is. We could find another link for this. But Banner Health Cyber Attack breaches health and social security number and credit card data. I can't read the rest of the website to you because of this lovely full page ad thing. That's well, uh, fuck you that. Know. Call them right out. Right? No, no, I, no, no. I'm not going to give them. No, no, no. Well, actually, you know what? I tell you what. I will not call them out right now. But if our listeners say, "Hey, we need to say something about this," 
then we'll call him out. How's that sound? I'll put him right in the show notes. Oh, that's so fine. Whatever. So anyway, uh, apparently the um, it's uh, going against Chippenade and Bacards, and apparently they are n- what? That doesn't make a lot of sense there. According to the URL. <laughs> According to the yeah right. Uh, let's see now. Oh my god. Well, I can't read it because the the ad blocker pop up. So whatever. Um, <laughs> do, do you want me to give a quick synopsis? If you can, if you can get through it. So so basically, yeah, I don't I don't have an ad, ad blocker on this computer. Uh, Banner Health, the nationwide health system with hospitals and clinics in Fort Collins, Loveland, and Greeley, uh, suffered a cyber cyber attack. Shit, affecting nearly four million <laughs> patients and customers. This is why I don't do the news. Arizona-based health system announced Wednesday it was mailing letters to about 3.7 million patients. I'm not going to go through the rest of it, but basically vulnerable information is health information or previous health data, social security numbers, and credit cards. So pretty pretty, uh, pretty personal shitty. data. And, and yeah. honestly, just based on the cities that I yelled out, uh, this is obviously a website from, from Colorado. They must have been drinking Coors Light. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> All right. All right. So the next bit of news, Charles Schwab says no to Windows 10. And they're using Chromebooks instead. So kudos to them for using something that's open. That's not Windows 10. I was about to say open source, but it's Google, so whatever. They use quite a bit of operating systems, Windows 10, Ubuntu iOS, and even Chrome OS. They have seen the light on the Chromebooks as the financial company has chosen them for a specific need, in-person account opening. So this is actually a pretty severe bullet because I'm sure they use quite a bit of laptops with you know Windows 10 on them for you know, opening accounts in person there. Um, mm-hmm. They said they needed an intuitive interface that not only educated potential clients about our product, but also made it easy to sign up. Yeah, there you go. And then the last bit of news is that Lenovo, when registering your computer or any other information, have stated that the password contains special characters. Only letters, A through Z, and numbers are allowed. So, and it's a minimum of eight characters. It must contain two numbers, but uh, apparently you can't put in like, you know, pound signs or exclamation points or brackets or, you know, all the other things that we'd normally put in. And of course, the last bit of news is that FOSCON 2016 is happening this year again, obviously, because it's FOSCON 2016. It's August 20th at the International House of Philadelphia. (laughs) Placenta. Pancakes? International House of Placenta. Yes, don't, yes. don't make it gross. Please, Jason, please let's edit that out. Because that's just dumb. <laughs> There's this no. girl I used to work no, no, with. No, no, no. You know my policy on this. We're going to leave it in so people can see just how ridiculous Jason right, right. is. I'm There's sorry. this girl Witness. I used to work with in high school. And every time she'd be like, let's go to IHOP. And I'd be like, okay, let's go to IHOP. And she'd be like, the International House of Placenta. So now it's all I can think about. You didn't need to share that with us. You really, really didn't need to. Um... People appreciate knowing. <laughs> no, they no, don't. <laughs> really don't care. The funny thing is, like, you have a legit fan club almost, but it's like half people who like really hate you, and half people who like legitimately actually like you. And I don't know if There's it's actually very few people that hate me. I don't know about that, but I can think of a couple people off the top of my head that legit hate you. I'm raising my They're hand. Probably in plug. <laughs> uh, shout out to plug I mean, he, he did kind of go off on him thank goodness we bleep that listen listen that so can i just tell you that when yes. that when when i heard those bleeps i lost my oh, mind I, I was, I was laughing at work so it was hard just hilarious i i i literally was just dying laughing listening to those bleep bleep bleep, bleep and i feel like bleep, i mentioned bleep. this on the show before <laughs> 
uh, I feel like I when I referenced it, but like, guys, that wasn't really for comedic effect. He really did go off on that many people. Yeah, yeah. And and well, like some people came up a few times. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I should have I should have assigned like a unique frequency to each person, <laughs> so they'd know when you were when you were referring to. Well, as person. a listener, it was uh, quite enjoyable. Oh, it's hilarious! <laughs> it turned out hilarious because it, it sounds like I'm just I'm just randomly hitting the the <laughs> fuck you fuck you button, but nope, nope. He was just going off on everybody. Oh my god, good times. Anyway, so we have Matt with us. As I mentioned, Matt blogged about us. He has. Uh, is it okay if I share your blog URL? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. He has a blog at forty two u dot ca. You know, he's he's in Canada. A. A. <laughs> C-A-A. <laughs> and he holds a, uh, let's see, an SNIA, a CompTIA, a Microsoft, a VMware. Uh, are, are, is that it? Uh, probably. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. To be very honest, there might be some others. Okay. Great. So he's got several certifications under his belt, which, you know, and, and don't let it, don't get us wrong. That's totally respectable. It does requires studying and it does require uh to, to take a test and all that um so it is it is a respectable effort we posited in oh i forget which episode season zero episode three thank you you're actually on the ball wow i'm not used to this this is this is make me feel a little weird um, I, I, so, I just want to point out that makes me a long time listener it does first it does. time caller and if actually we- <laughs> if you if you look through uh some of the questions that i have just to sort of guide this discussion before we talk about your certifications, uh, they were supposed to ask how you found us because I'm interested, but my feelings don't matter here. <laughs> <laughs> they never do. That is a good question, though. How did you how did you come across us? If memory serves correctly, it was actually from a tweet via Matt Simmons, uh, okay. standalone Sysadmin, because yeah. he did two episodes of a podcast called Sysadmin's Trivia. It was our, it was uh, our granddaddy, yep. Yeah, and he tweeted something out to the effect of, this is Sysadmin's Trivia, not me type <laughs> right. thing, but right. give it a yeah. listen. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I, mean, got, you know, I've I got been his permission. Yeah. And uh, he's a great guy, by the way. He he works for uh, NASA, I believe. SpaceX. Now. SpaceX, that's right. Yeah. yeah, SpaceX. He's doing some really cool informa- really cool stuff. So, uh, the really cool stuff is under NDA, but the stuff he can tweet about is still awesome. So you should oh, definitely follow him. Yeah, I'll put him in the show notes so you can follow him. But he's a cool dude. Very cool dude. Very down to earth. Did you know him personally, or did you just listen to the show when he did it? I met him once very briefly. He has no idea who I am. <laughs> okay. Aside from a guy who sounds like Gerard Butler or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I met him at um, Lopsa East. Okay. Uh, they used to, or I don't know if they still do, you know, it's a, a regional conference that they uh, did. So as a couple of years ago, went down there for the conference, and he was one of the uh, guys who organized it. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, Lapsa is a, a cool thing. It's it's like a hacker con for sysadmins, only with a lot less booze. For, so if you're listening, and uh, uh, presumably you're a sysadmin, because I don't know why else you'd be listening to us. <laughs> but, because we're funny sometimes? Sometimes. Yeah, check out Lapsa. I haven't made it to one yet, um, mostly because there's less booze, but the uh, it does certainly seem like something worth going to. There, there are a lot of guys there who know their shit. And yeah, they're they're still doing it. I think I think they actually just recently had one about a month ago, uh, something like that. I, I remember seeing something about it. 
Yeah, I, I think their last one, so the regional one, Blopsa East, I think was this year it was canceled. I, I could be wrong on that. It might okay. have been last year. Uh, but what I really like about it is it was primarily all user-driven. It's not like they had vendors in doing sessions or anything like that. It was yeah. very much a matter of, yeah, the, you know, I, I do this daily here's some stuff i learned let me teach you right yeah like a and like a awesome. actual hacker yeah like an actual hacker con so it's it's instead of a instead of rsa it's like defcon you know like it's it's not really the type of vendor driven usually see it like red hat events and things like yeah, that absolutely yeah yeah that's that's really cool i i do remember seeing that about it and being really impressed with that so kudos to to lapsa for that cool so jathan what other sort of interesting questions did you have for him Mostly, we, we didn't even really ask Matt who he is or what he does. So, you know, as much as you feel like you may want to share Matt or not share, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Tell us what you do if you want to. Yeah, sure. No problem. So, yeah, longtime sysadmin, currently an IT manager. Uh, sort of worked my way up from that. I'm currently an IT manager in the truest respect of I manage IT. Some days that means budgets. Other days it means... um cursing at servers and threatening to unplug them. <laughs> Live uh, in the Kitchener-Waterloo area, Toronto, uh, Ontario, Canada, about an hour mm-hmm. west of Toronto. And uh, currently work for, um, it, it's an interesting company. We've got a bunch of different divisions, uh, construction, engineering, environmental sciences, uh, quite a few different branch offices. So I'll find myself in all sorts of weird places like, you know, Toronto Airport, on site as we're pulling in a new jet fuel line, but they need some internet connectivity. So I'm down there or, uh, we did some stuff recently with, um, like those auto tinting windows. Mm. And uh, the thought process was, well, it requires a network connection. There's cable. Let's call Madden and <laughs> see if you can plug them in. Right. So, uh, <laughs> find, find myself on the uh, 25th floor with uh, no windows in the office space. Can anyone, can I, can I just take a moment and say how weird it is that like, Five years ago, I never thought I'd ever hear the phrase the the Windows network went out. Yeah. Well, I, I thought I'd hear it, but like in a totally different context. Well, it's like I tell people, it's part of uh, a Windows uh, replacement project down there. Not not the OS, the, the physical Windows. <laughs> Actual Windows. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I see a fair amount of variety of stuff, but I'm still stuck dealing with the day-to-day stuff as well. Like I said, you know... Uh, well, I've got open support tickets with VMware right now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's not all fancy. Yeah, yeah many hats, great. many hats. Yeah, and you know it's hard to say being pretty young and relatively new to the field, at least compared to Brent. But if I ever saw myself getting into any kind of managerial role, I think I definitely want to keep my hands on things a little bit more than some people would. Not because I want to micromanage or anything like that, but more so because. It's just really enjoyable, you know? It's fun to tinker. It's fun to get involved in these projects and keep your hands on the hardware. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's something I sort of strive to do is, uh, you know, stay in touch with what's still going on. Um, You know, for example, your your podcast does help in some regard, you know, even with just the news and that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, not everyone cares, right? Right. (laughs) People are waiting for a report that I need to write. They, they don't care that, you know, mm-hmm. um, dealing with some software issue or something like that. So pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, reading through here on your site, actually, and I came across this first item. It looks really good to me. 
uh, was the VLAN cheat sheet for VMware and Cisco. And I mean, honestly, I love that. That's just awesome. That's oh, thanks. It's uh, it's funny that uh, one post has probably. I don't know, accounted for about half the traffic my site's had over the past year, right? I wonder and, why. <laughs> uh, well, no, I put together thinking, oh, you know what? This is fairly basic. I'm just sick and tired of making typos. So, you know, go blog it for my own self-reference. In fact, I referenced it again today. But, um, yeah, it just sort of picked up, you know, and people started seeing it and got lots of good feedback. And uh, I sort of came to the realization as far as blogging goes, you know, people are always starting off. People are always, you know, what might seem basic to me might be something that somebody else has never done. So, you know, they, they need help or reference or, uh, like I said, it might be something that you just do once in a while. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Uh, I just got to say, uh, God bless the admins who blog stuff because they keep forgetting because those are the <laughs> most useful posts if it's a publicly indexed site. Um, I started doing that myself and I'm like, it, it it first of all it really helps writing down what you can't remember because then you remember it a little bit better. But also, it helps other people find things that are usually hard to remember in general. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know I've I know I've been helped by many posts by that that just start out with I'm writing this down because I keep forgetting. But you know, and I'm like, oh, me too. So yeah, the, I the the other thing it lets you do is it lets you delegate. If all mm-hmm. of a sudden you've got something written down, whether you wrote it or you've got a reference, you can all of a sudden hand that off to someone else. Say, here, do it. Here's how. Right? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What were you saying, Peyton? I, I was just going to say, I mean, I've I've definitely gotten into that same habit, too, where I'll ask a question and I'll say, wait a minute, how did I do this? And I'll write it all down. I mean, that's just, you know, it, it helps to put your thoughts together. You can clean it up. You can blog it, whatever. I mean, as long as you're not you know, revealing secret information or proprietary information. It's a great idea. I I think, I mean, honestly, I think more people should do it. And I really Mm -hmm. have been thinking about putting something together, like for the house here, because I'll get like a a text saying, Hey, what's the Wi-Fi password for this? And it's like, well, you know, why don't I just put together something for my wife and she can see it, you know? So I don't know Mm -hmm. why, I don't know why more people don't just uh, write this stuff out, you know? Well, maybe not passwords, but not, not passwords, but, but like processes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like a local, like a local uh, wiki or whatever, I don't think is a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the problem is getting to that local wiki if you're not on the Wi-Fi network already. Sure, so. sure, sure. sure. <laughs> well, and put it on the fridge. She's got a, she's got, a, she's, got a, she's got an iMac too. You know, it's connected. So whatever. There you go. There you go. Um, right. Exactly. So I'm I'm glad Matt that you mentioned that you are in a managerial role because that that sort of fulfills two uh, hopes we had. We we had been putting this episode off for a while. It's been sitting in our topics list for the better part of a year <laughs> uh, because we wanted to get like a, a contrasting opinion to ours. So it's good that you also mentioned you're in a managerial role these days because that that'll definitely help with the other perspective in this sort of discussion, I guess. So yeah, so back in S0E3, we basically mentioned that certificates are kind of useless. The I, I don't know how the other two guys feel, Peyton and Jathan, but I, I still sort of hold that opinion. It's certainly welcome to change if, if Matt can change it, but I'm a stubborn asshole. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. But we, we basically talked about how the, you know, chances are if you have a certificate, you still need it what it goes to prove and if you don't have a certificate you don't need one anyways was sort of the summation of what we were saying where a lot of these days it's experiential related rather than uh credentials related 
So Matt, why don't you why don't you just open right in with your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. So right off the hop, mm-hmm. I I don't necessarily think certifications are end all be all. I think they have their place. Sure. The easy pickings is always going to be the Microsoft ones, right? <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure we've all met those folks who are basically, you know, a paper MCSC or whatever letters they're using these days, right? Some guy Plenty of times, yeah. goes, finds a brain dump somewhere, studies it for a few hours, sits and writes the exam with that, without ever touching the software. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It hurts the industry, hurts certification, and, you know, hurts the employer wherever he ends up. Mm-hmm. But there's no real easy way to find out that somebody's done that. At least not that I'm aware of. But where I see certs being very useful is if you have the experience to back it up. Mm. So from a hiring perspective, if you come to me and you say, you know what, as a Windows sysadmin or any sort of sysadmin, you know, same place for five years. During that time, I got, you know, let's say a Red Hat cert and a VMware cert and take a look at the um, responsibilities that this person holds there. You can say, yeah, you know what, I see how that ties in. That definitely lends credence to me to the fact that they've passed that cert. Mm -hmm. Now, passing the cert isn't just about showing what you know. Quite often, it's also about learning along the way. VMware, for example, they require that you take a five-day course. The reason I've heard for that in the past, I don't know how official that is, but it's that they want to guarantee that you've actually touched the software, as stupid as that sounds. Hmm, But that... That's actually a claim that Microsoft can't make, for mm-hmm. example, right? Right. So if you're stuck for five days in the classroom with an instructor, he's not going to pass you unless you've done all the labs. And chances are you're not going to be you know, cheating off someone in this instructor-led class. Mm-hmm. That's a good chance that you're not going to remember any of it. If you're, not, if you're just attending it to try to get the cert, well, you're probably going to have a hard time passing the test, but who knows? Similarly, you know, there's... Definitely value in that you might find your weak areas. I came across this personally a while ago, a product that we were using, been using for a couple of years, but there were some features in there that I never even looked at. Started studying for the cert, and all of a sudden, you know, you're finding the the study guides, blueprints, all that sort of stuff, references to these things that I'd never even touched. We had never needed them or used them or anything like that. So I'd start looking into it, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know what? We don't need it per se but if all of a sudden we implement in our environment as a whole we're better off you know we're able to leverage more benefit from the software that we've paid for in this case it was for data protection so you know we're able to protect ourselves better so there's actually a tangible benefit from me studying for the cert there now like i mentioned you know it's definitely vendor specific if you take a cisco exam they've got simulators mm-hmm. that's going to be kind of hard to fudge your way through. Uh, right. you, know, you type the wrong command or something, it's not going to let you through. And from what I understand, you know, that there's going to be a fairly big pool of questions or tasks that you need to do in the simulator. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a matter of which commands you're using as much as the end result, which I like, right? Uh, more than one way to skin a cat type thing. Mm-hmm. So that that's definitely nice. But, you know, once again, you've also sort of get some of those what I call junk certs CompTIA kind of comes to mind. I don't like to bash them, but... Wait, wait, who was, it, that, it, who was that again? CompTIA. You know, oh, the, okay. the, the, the okay. A-plus guys, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Linux-plus, yeah. wherever they are. It's like, well, if, if you come to me and say, oh, yeah, I got my A-plus, it's like, 
Okay. So, <laughs> Do you want a gold star? Like right, right. Um, so I think it's definitely highly dependent on who the vendor is. That being said, it also depends where you work, right? If you're, uh, you know, some sort of service provider or something like that, you may need to have folks on staff certified in order to gain new clients. If you're some sort of healthcare organization or something like that, you want to be able to say, you know what, we've got, you know, going back to Microsoft, we got some MCSEs who have been with us for five or six years and they're certified in XYZ. That definitely lends credence over, you know, oh yeah, we've had the same guys here for five or six years. So in, in a nutshell, that's kind of my views on them. To sort of sum it up, you can't necessarily be sure that somebody knows what they claim they know. But if they've got the experience to back up, I think that's a good, uh, the, the, the cert adds some value to their claims. Right. Sure. I mean, and I think those are all really, really great points. Uh, you definitely, definitely touched on the potential validities and, and good use cases for certifications. And, um, you know, they're, at the end of the day, I think they do make a pretty fine representation of potentially what you know and can demonstrate and can execute daily. But my problem with them is, is largely cultural. Um, mm. The, For instance, so the RHCSA, I think, is up to 500 or $600. That's uh, USD. So no. I'm actually just looking at it. The yeah. RHCSA is 400 and the 400. RHCE, which is an engineer which builds on top of that, is also 400 CSE. So oh, it's down to 400 get, now. Okay. Yeah, so if you wanted to get both, it would be 800 bucks basically. Well, you have to get you have to get one to get an, you have to get the uh, CSA to get the CSE. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's 800 bucks for a certified systems engineer. Yeah. So that's and that's not just that's from Red Hat, which granted they sort of set the bar and the standard in some ways, but well, they I also don't really include like you view Red Hat as a company, right? And and their values and ideals. Sure. Well, if you're looking to be hired at like a Debian company, that's pretty useless. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of that yeah. is really uh, Red Hat slash CentOS specific, so it's not really directly applicable. Like, really, I, I would say ninety percent of the course, not ninety, but uh, sixty to seventy percent is RH CentOS specific. And that's not really always applicable, especially on like Unix systems. Like you, you, you have a guy who's like, "Oh, you're a, you're a CSE, RHCSE. Great, we've got these Vax boxes." <laughs> I don't know why Vax came to mind, but I guess I'm an affinity for the older stuff. But yeah, so we've got these Vax boxes, and we need an admin for them. So like, Linux is basically Unix, right? Like that's that's throwing them in an entirely different pool of water. You know, it's not. Yeah, like CP, MV, RM, great, they still work. But, like, yum? There is no yum on the Vax. There is no, you know... And this is true of, like, you know, all the other Unices as well. So, it's not directly comparable. It's a very high price point for a very specialized sort of knowledge. Now, granted, you know, in the world of, like, commercial Linux, I would definitely say Red Hat slash CentOS is, like, the lion's share. I don't think anybody's ever going to debate that. Well, Peyton, I think you and I know someone who might. But... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I think he may have tried may have tried to at one point, but it's not maybe uh, the clear, most they're not valid talking about me for stances. <laughs> right, exactly. I know, surprising. But I definitely in in the terms of commercial Linux, that's going to be the number one distro you see. So I understand, but 
at the same time, four hundred bucks a cert, and if you want, if you want to be a, a CSE, you absolutely need to drop a dime on on the on the CSA. That that I, I don't understand how they justify that because I've seen the the materials. I haven't seen the actual exam, but I've seen the the studying materials and the the test questionnaires and, and things like that. And it I don't think it warrants four hundred bucks. I don't think it warrants above a hundred, honestly. Well, and so here's the thing. And Matt, please jump in here however you see fit. But so I'm 22, right? Everybody knows this. I'm pretty fresh in my career. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sort of in a through a very fortunate turn of events and whatever. I'm sort of in a more senior level position than I ever thought I would be at this age or whatever. Totally by accident. Obviously, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything. <laughs> but no, it, it kind of actually did happen by accident. Well, I yeah, think, I think sense. you but, know. Yeah, I mean, it was not necessarily, I wouldn't say accident. It was more like. I mean, I've been busting my ass for two years at BioFrontiers, but. Yeah, right. I think they realized that they had a chance of losing you and they don't want to lose you. Right, yeah. And and they had the position open too, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, that. Uh, So, in any case, you know, as a 22 year old who's working for someone, if they offered to send me to get my Red Hat search, and, you know, obviously I don't have to go anywhere, I can do it online. Would that still be a good idea? And granted, we are a Red Hat shop, but is it really going to service me down the road if I decided to leave BioFrontiers? Unless, well, first of all, unless they change things recently, you would actually have to go to a certified testing center. I'm to looking get the right exam. now. You, you can take what's called an individual exam on your computer. Okay, great. So they have a classroom exam, which is like a group setting. Mm-hmm. They have an on-site exam, so that's where they come to you, and they don't have pricing for that. So I'm guessing... Oh, it must be free. Probably a lot. $10,000. Who knows? And then they have what they call the individual exam, which it looks like. And of course, there's just a little picture of a man sitting at his computer. But I assume. Is he wearing a hoodie? Is he in the closet? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's unclear. Would you ask them to take it in the closet? (laughs) Let me submit a support ticket to Red Hat. Hold on. (laughs) Is he wearing a hoodie? Just, so, just answer that question. Is he wearing a hoodie? He's not wearing a hoodie. Well, he's he not looks like he's naked, actually. That's weird. Yeah, it's real weird. So, mm. in any case, though, from any of your perspectives... Kind of hot. If, <laughs> if that, Sorry, keep going. If that keep was going. something that I could get paid for by I'm my I'm just employer, trying to throw you off. I know, I know. Yep. Would it be worth my while? Well, why not? What do you have to lose, right? Yeah, if they're paying for it, why not? Well, uh... Well, there's time to lose, right? I'll, I mean, time is valuable. Really? Uh, I'm not sure, arguing one but, way or the other. But the, if, it, if I'm being honest here, if they made the offer to me tomorrow, and you know, I've never asked them, so truth be told, I could walk in tomorrow and be like, hey, I'm interested in doing this. How do you feel? They might just say, sure, go do it. We'll take care of it. I don't know. But you know, truth be told, from my perspective, I would say you literally can never learn or pff, fuck. You can literally never lose something by walking into any type of learning environment, right? Even if you take away one thing from that, is it $400 expensive to learn one thing additionally from what you knew before? Yeah, but at the same time, you're pushing yourself, you're taking initiative. Are you Are you going to get to like a question or are you just going to like convince <laughs> no, that yourself to take... <laughs> That's not a question was... though. You're, no, the you're question... Qu- you say, is it worth it? And then you start talking about why it's worth it. No, give no, him I'm a chance. About... He's the expert. You said, is it worth it? Stop talking. Let him talk. He's the guy we called in here. Fuck off. All I'm saying is, from my perspective, as somebody who obviously, you know, I'm not a hiring manager. I'm somebody who would go on to get a job. I'm saying I would find it worthwhile personally. 
What when is more education a bad thing, right? And that's I mean, what I was saying, but you know, it you took just you it up. twenty minutes. <laughs> twenty minutes is not that long. In the <laughs> to quarter. say what it took Matt five <laughs> seconds. Uh, no, personally, I'm I fucking Canadian. Look, <laughs> a <laughs> um, no. It, it's like I said, though, right? Uh, so you mentioned, you know, if you walk away, you're only learning one thing. What if all of a sudden that one thing is able to save you, I don't know, half an hour a week, right? Mm. You can easily pay for that 400 bucks, no problem. What, what if all of a sudden you can implement some sort of uh, new routine or you, you change the way you do some scripting or who the hell knows, right? You don't know what you don't know. So 400 bucks in the grand scheme of things, you know, that's not a lot of money from the company perspective. And uh, you can easily walk away with, you know, getting more value out of that. True. Uh, corporate. I, I don't know how the uh, how the sort of corporate landscape is in Canada, but in the U.S., it's been the case where employers paying for certifications has been steadily declining, at least anecdotally from what I, I've been hearing. Well. And so I, I'm not sure that's going to be so much of an option for everyone and probably even less people in the future. I could, what were you going to say, Payton? I could tell you, I mean, my company, I, I work for a company, and they actually request that I get at least one certification a year, and they pay for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm working on my L, on my LPIC right now, and I'm going to take the three-part, the, the three tests in one to get the Linux Plus and the LPIC and, and whatnot, and my company's paying for that. And so for you to, to say that... Companies aren't doing that anymore. I'm just like, yeah, no, they're they totally are. Now, I mean, obviously, my company is trying. Well, to, yours is right. So my company is trying to make me more marketable, and it's in their best interest to send me to things like mm -hmm. a an RHCSA class and get that. And then you know, I that could turn around. And they could say, look, we've got a we've got RHCSEs and SAs, and we've got LPSCs one and twos, and we've got you know. So, in the grand scheme of things, it boils down into absolutely what you said, Matt, which is more education is never a bad thing. Yeah. So. Well, let me contrast that with personal anecdotal evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, because, like, again, like, this is all anecdotal. There hasn't really been any sort of, like, study on this, uh, to my knowledge. You're, that is at your company. It's fantastic that they do that. It's great. But, generally sure. speaking, you know, nationwide, it's been on the decline from the, the sort of general input that i i get personally i don't hold any do i hold any certs no i hold no certs i don't even have a college degree you know i, I went to some college for english you know and and didn't even get a, a a degree instead i i basically dropped out of school and focused entirely on self-teaching sort of linux administration and I really haven't had any sort of issues finding a job and well, I well-paying jobs. I've turned down many an attractive job just because I I like where I'm at. But the I guess the thing to sort of balance that out is I'm very public. Like if you Google my name, it's gonna return a lot of mailing list posts. It's gonna re return a lot of my project sites, a lot of projects I've been affiliated with. So, yeah, while it does weird me out that potential employers are Googling you, because let's, let's, you know, it, they're doing it. Let's not beat around the bush here. But except Apple, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except Apple. Apple, you guys Those really got to get on that. I understand why you do it, but you really got to get I mean, on that. Hell, even if you want to use the Siri search engine, just fucking <laughs> <laughs> save everyone some time and money. 
<laughs> exactly. But yeah, like, and, and one of the first things that pops up is sysadministrivity. So they're like, oh, wow, this, this guy's his own podcast. Okay, well, that's a thing. You know, so like, I'm still very marketable even without my certifications because I've got apparent evidence of my experience. Is her a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's basically it. Like, I'm I'm waiting for Payton's response here. Like, in terms of marketability, I'm marketable without having a certificate. Oh yeah. So I'm wondering. I have a follow up question well, for Payton as well. well. Well, no, I I, I have an anecdote as well, uh, to, to tell you. Um, and I've told the story before. I worked for a mom and pop mm-hmm. computer store in Texas, and they fired me and brought on this guy who had an MCSE. And he couldn't. He couldn't last. He he could not do the job. He physically was unable to last longer than two weeks, and it was something to do with not being able to like run a register or whatever, you know. So like they they fired the guy who was like you know already knew the system, already knew everything, and brought in a guy they thought would be smarter and better, and he literally could not do the job. Like you know, that just blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, and I again, anecdotally, totally anecdotally, I feel right. like that's been my experience with every MCSA, right. MCSE I've, I've dealt with. But that must be a failure in the interview process, right? Like, did, did right. they, did well, they quiz him at all? And that's totally true. I mean, we talked, what, two or three episodes ago about interviews. Yeah, yeah I think uh, and, I think and, two episodes. But yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly another point I wanted to bring up. I was trying to save it. <laughs> but <laughs> foiled. the... Uh, foiled again. Foiled again. Drats. The... <laughs> I feel like drats? I should be, like, twirling... Drat, D-R-A-T-S. I feel like I should be, like, twirling a, uh, a long... Like pencil thin mustache. Oh, I'm doing that right now. That. You just can't see. <laughs> Top hat and monocle and silent card flashes up. Drats. <laughs> yeah, like that is in part, by and large, I think the reason we have these idiots making such a bad name for certificates, and, and granted, it's not the certificate certification's fault so much. Um, maybe their their testing conditions could be a little bit more rigorous. But, yeah, the problem is you have these HR drones who look for buzzwords on mm. the resume or, or the CV, and they hire based on that. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't hire based on demonstrable skill. Demonstrable? How? Demonstrable. Demonstrable. Demonstrable, I believe is what you're On skills you can show. There we go. <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, you know, they're not looking for these sort of things. Because they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know when they see it. I shared my ridiculous interview about the extended warranty place, and this was a couple years ago, but, you know, it was, it's, let me just say, it's really hard to find a tech job in Louisiana, (laughs) but the, I managed to find one, and, you know, the interview went okay, except I had an HR drone interview me, and they're like, you know, how do you, how do you debug a black screen? I'm going through all these different things, and the answer they were looking for is replace the video card. And I'm like, that's that's like the seventh step. Let me talk about the first like six steps. Yeah, it's a monitor plugs in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because like nine times out of ten, guess what it usually is. You know, it's a power bar turned on. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, A plus stuff. Yeah, ex- right. Exactly. Just A plus stuff. And they were kind of miffed that it took me like seven steps to get to this. Like, oh, he, he must be reaching. It's like, no, I'm I'm literally going in order of likelihood here. So, really, I think if we can get more technically, I don't know, talented people into the interview process, or even just provide more of a, an, a tech education for the HR drones for the, that initial interview, you know? Okay, but that's more of an organizational problem versus right. a certification problem, right? Right, and that's why I said a lot of the problems I have with certifications are cultural, not so much mm. about the certifications themselves, but it's, it's what they've become. They've 
sort of become this sort of monster that really has a lot of issues associated with it that it really could be avoided, I think. Now, to go on a slight tangent from that, but somewhat- We love tangents! Somewhat related. Going back to HR drones, not necessarily knowing what these certs are. Mm-hmm. So I tend to be a VMware guy. VMware's high cert called the VCDX. That's to the point where you've got to write massive documents, hundreds of pages. You fly out to... They, they only do the testing a handful of times a year. So you fly out to whatever city they're doing the testing in and you have to defend in front of a panel. And these things go on for six or eight hours, right? So like they're, they're grueling. People spend years testing for this. So it's sort of like a doctorate almost. Yeah, yeah very, very yeah. much so. You're basically writing a thesis. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So the VMware, I don't know how many tens or hundreds of thousands of customers they have. There's mm-hmm. only a 200 and some odd VCDXs. So it's a pretty hard cert to get. Mm-hmm. A lot of HR places have no idea what it is. You know, they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll ask for like the VCP, which is the lowest entry level one, because that's the most common, right? When in reality, there's also a VCAP, which is after that, or the VCDX. So I think part of the problem is also these organizations almost doing a better job marketing what these certs are, who they're for, and what these people should know to the HR folks, right? If you, if you go to a large organization like, I don't know, let's say for whatever reason you decide you'd want to work for Oracle, you know, if you're drinking mm-hmm. that day or something, right? <laughs> you, right. You'd want to make sure that the HR folks there know what they're hiring for, right? Right. Don't, don't, yeah. don't just look at what certification the person has. What are you hiring for? What skill set do you need? Mm-hmm. And figure out what certification it should be at that point. Yeah, similarly, you don't you don't need to have like a I don't know you don't need to be a, a certified Cisco engineer to be a junior admin. You know, like Very that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that would also help with under hiring as well. But. Yeah, and and that's another good point is hiring someone for a role as a junior admin who does have some kind of you know whether it be their RH what is it C S E yeah a? whatever fucking the S A is the easier one. No, no, the one above that, the A, A one. A, CSE. Yeah. A becomes yeah, you know, 4 e. Yeah, There you go. That's an easy way to remember it. She still doesn't learn his alphabet. A junior level role. <laughs> you're doing yourself a disservice because, one, you're taking somebody who's too qualified. You're putting them in a role they're not mm. going to be happy in. Mm-hmm. Potentially, they're just going to be bored. And, you know, truth be told, people don't perform well when they're bored. And ultimately, you want to foster an environment where people are always learning and and hopefully a collaborative one where people are teaching each other. So, you know, this junior person is going to be looked down upon by everyone else, potentially, not that it's always that way. And realistically, they may be more qualified than most of your senior staff, depending on the situation. And that's a shitty position to put anybody in, I think. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. very true. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely get behind that, that stance as well. I don't know. Like I said, don't get me wrong. Certifications in and of themselves are great. Like, the, it really is... You do need some kind of way of saying, like, yes, I have knowledge of these things. Especially if you don't want to spend... Like, let me also make a disclaimer. Part of the reason I I have so many projects tied to my name is because I do... I literally don't have a social life. (laughs) You know? So, like, I spend almost all my free time doing these sort of side projects. I love them. Like, I love spending my time that way. Probably to pay them frustration because I don't really leave the house much yes yes poor yes. guy Payton's alone yeah it, it bugs him he's he's much more of a, a social butterfly than i am 
But well, it's just at the same time, you, you know. know. <laughs> yeah, get some vitamin D. You. <laughs> oh, don't don't start with that. Do not vitamin D. <laughs> I'm gonna get um, some vitamin D. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> was that wait 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 who are you gonna give the d to Jathan? yeah he's giving me the vitamin d something something in the closet in the D. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm in the closet come at me bro it's 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 my theory that payton and Jathan are secretly kind of in in love but in like one of those like love hate. hate fuck yeah yeah like, like hate fuck kind of ways like i feel like if they got together and we're just stuck in like a mildly warm room for like eight hours. Stuffy. I just opened the door from the closet because people started talking about Payton, the D. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I after like work. eight hours, like like in an elevator, if they were trapped in an elevator for like eight hours, somebody would end up with like jizz on their face. Okay. Okay. It'd, so that should be the hard. synopsis for this episode. It'd be hard. <laughs> I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. I. It'd be the title. I'm I'm pretty sure it'd be Jathan. That's our title. That's our title. It'd be Jathan. Anyways, let's. I mean, let's face it, Jathan. You're you're more submissive. You're more submissive than Peyton is. A larger individual. Well, that. But he's like he's like you know like he was in the Marines and like I don't give a fuck. (laughs) He does. He will take it by force. So help him. I I will pry the fucking elevator doors open. The stuck elevator. I think I think he will bend. I think he will bend to his pure manliness. Yeah, I think he will too. <laughs> oh my god, I'm done talking. Where about was this. what was I saying? Where was I going with that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. What just Fuck, happened. God. So what uh, certification is that? <laughs> that would be the. I'm gonna guys. Let's start our own certification organization. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, um, yeah. So certifications they do serve a purpose, and yeah, they for sure it can be a pretty good purpose. It depends on the type of certification, as as Matt did say. Some of them are pretty junk. Like basically, all of CompTIA are are kind of useless because it's stuff you darn well should know, anyways. Oh right, right. Uh, I was talking about the sort of side projects thing, and that's that. It sort of devolved into that whole elevator talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I <laughs> part of the reason <laughs> I'm the so Google use of elevator talk. It's like, I know. I know. Literally talked about being in an elevator together. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, Loving an elevator. So, yeah. Like uh, part of the reason I am so Googleable is because I have <laughs> no social life. If you're one of those individuals that happens to have a social Wait, life, can I change my bio picture before this episode goes out? Nope. No. <laughs> um, Matt, by the way, if you haven't checked out his bio page, oh if, if you haven't checked out no. the bio page on our site, do it now and look for Jathan's photo. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't. It's it's funny. The reason I'm so Googleable is because I have I I have no social life. Good. But you know, if you happen to be an individual that likes their social life and and likes having one. Uh, you may not have the time to get involved in all these side projects, and that's fine. That's I, I'm not judging you for it. Certainly, I, it's I probably spend too much time indoors. <laughs> I don't feel that I do, but I've been told that I do. And you know, as a result of that, a certification is a potentially a depending on you know again the certification authority. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even mean to use that terminology, but it just came out. This is, these are not SSL certs we're talking about, but you know, depending on who's issuing that certification um less encrypt you're fucked <laughs> no shut up oh my god you know really? depending on on which organization calm down so depending on which organization it may be worthless but it could be 
a uh, a shortcut to demonstrating that you have these sort of knowledges that side projects would normally present. There, I'm done. Was that so hard? No, yeah, I, I got another question from Matt. I wasn't. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got two quick tangents here. <laughs> so one, going back to being Googleable, mm-hmm. when me and my then girlfriend, now wife, got together, she Googled my name. This is back, I don't know, 2004. Probably a smart thing to do these days. Sure. Well, no, we're talking Not like 2004, though. 12 years ago, right? I mean, it was... One of the first hits that came up was a post I made to the penetration test info set. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so no. she comes to me and says, what's this penetration testing? <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds so sexual. <laughs> yeah. Um, second point... Find out. <laughs> second point, more on par... Think that you have to remember about certifications, they're not a guarantee. You could give yeah. someone a health and safety certification that, you know, they know CPR, whatever. When the time comes to perform, they'll screw up, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a guarantee that they'll perform. It says at this date, this time, this person knew these things, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not they'll actually execute on them or whatever. Or but retain that knowledge. A- yeah. Exactly. Right. And, so, you know, systems administration in general we all have to look things up sometimes because you you find something you have to do for whatever reason, and it might be a one-off thing. Yep. You look it up, you fix it, you move on. You don't necessarily retain that. You have a working knowledge of it. Like, oh, I remember I had to do this before. Maybe you wrote it down. Maybe you blogged about it, which Matt is the responsible party here. Um, <laughs> but you Or know, if you're Jathan, you get me to Google it <laughs> for you. Exactly. That's what I do. I just ask Brent how to do everything. That's why I have a job today. Yeah. So, so for reference, <laughs> kind of is. I, I'm 34, yeah. right? I've been in the mm-hmm. IT field since about 2002-ish. Right now, my book, uh, my mic is propped up on my Inside Windows 2000 server book. Uh-huh. That was my Google at the time. I didn't know right. something, I'd go to that book and look it up. Yeah. You youngins these days, you got spoiled with all this Google. It's like, ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm only three years younger than you. Payton's older yeah, than yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I do remember a time where you actually had to use books and you had to buy books to learn these things. And then you had to buy the new book when yeah. the new book came out. But, yeah. but you also had to figure out how to learn and figure out, well, right. you had to learn how to troubleshoot. It's really yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I do, I do think that's a really important point to, to touch upon is, is that's kind of a skill you see dying is people just don't know how to learn. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I yeah. mean, I know you think it's hypocritical for me to say that, but mm. there are worse cases, believe it or not. I know, and I as know much there as are. you give me shit when it comes to like things that are actually happening at work, I usually come through. Right, and and that yeah, that does create sort of the the dichotomy where uh, I don't see half the shit you have to. Yeah, and uh, not only with, that, but you know, personal projects are one thing, but when I'm at work, it's a totally different story because. There's actually people that give a shit there, whereas personal projects, I'm just like, ah, eh, fuck it. I'll just wait till somebody tells me how to do this. <laughs> to the, by the way, I want to point out, as of today, August 3rd, 2016, Jathan still has the default Nginx landing page up yeah, on his site. Well, you know, season zero, episode zero, I promise to blog. Fuck you all. <laughs> <laughs> Jathan, that's been like a year and a half. <laughs> it has. I just don't have anything to say. But that's not going to stop you from putting a site up. I have, look, have you been to my, have you been to squareroot.net? Yeah. Have you seen my site? You know what? It's ugly as sin, so but at least I it's got something. the other something. day was because I'm going to work on the, the site. Good. All right. So. Good. So, am I good to ask another question to Matt now so we can stop talking about how shitty I am? 
<laughs> Depends. Are you gonna, am I going to see a, a website up at JonathanDeMacy.com by the end of the week? I'll think about it. I just... <laughs> Get, get that anime. Fine, you can ask a question. Fine, you can ask a question. Well, that's what we say in Canada, eh? Yeah, well, again, <laughs> fucking Canadians. Jif, everyone knows that. Oh, don't. All right, do not, so sorry. so here's my so, other question. Anyway, um, so we talked a lot about being Googleable, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had some involvement loosely with various open source projects. I contributed a few packages to Arch Linux at this point. Back in the day, I packaged for Foresight Linux. Again, rest in peace. May God bless your soul. (laughs) But Matt, as somebody who is in a managerial position more so than the rest of us here, at least Mm -hmm. potentially someone who's in on interviews or doing the hiring, if you look someone up after an interview and maybe they have a couple of certifications and then you look at somebody else and they have like tons of open source contributions and... You know, they're active filing bug reports and, and they're just active in the open source community in general, you know, doing all those responsible things. Um, maybe they maintain a website or a blog and they talk about what they do, whatever the case may be. How would you personally weight the two of those or how would you sort of compare the two to try to come to a decision about who might be more qualified? Would it just come down to the interview at that point or? Um, I, I think at that point it would definitely come down to the interview, right? So let's just say I got, I don't know, two dozen submissions and they all sucked except for these two i would definitely have you know both of them in for an interview and it might even be a second interview right depending on what comes from the first round but Mm. that that public community presence holds a lot of value personally i try to get involved in the it community a lot i run you know a small user group i'm involved with a lot of vmware stuff it you, you definitely get value of being involved in the community so it would really come down to, at the end of the day, let's say both interviews go great, you know, and I really can't decide. It sort of comes down to, okay, what are my requirements? Do I require someone who's certified? And that might be a matter of, you know what, our organization has these rules that we have to have X number of uh, certified folks on board or sales is trying to land a really big client and they have needs for somebody certified in this area. At that point, my hands might be tied. You know, I might be stuck choosing the candidate with the certificate, but they're the best candidate with the certificate of all the ones I received. Sure. If it's a a more traditional, let's say, sysadmin role type thing, then I'll take a look at the blog and the contributions. I'll say, you know what? This person, I'll be able to get an idea of what sort of breadth of topics they've dealt with subjects. You know, how have they helped? Are they good at documenting things? Are they good at coming up with fixes and troubleshooting things? How do they react to other people on mailing lists? You know, are they just being, you know, assholes the whole time, or you know, are they being genuinely helpful? Because at the end I like of the to day, think of myself as a helpful asshole. Yeah, there you go. Right, <laughs> helpful to a point. So, so, right. So, 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 sometimes you gotta be an asshole just to prove a point. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the point gets made. <laughs> exactly. That's right. important. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not that bad, but I, I definitely have been in the past. Yeah, so I hate to say it, but the answer is it depends on the situation, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Uh, but and that's a totally valid answer. And definitely, though, having that sort of presence online, whether it be through open source contributions or mailing lists or user groups, presentations, any of that sort of stuff, that holds a lot of value, right? So it shows me 
for sure, like it solidifies that you know these topics because you've got the proof right there. Right. And yeah, and it does show a, a sort of passion as well. Absolutely. But that, you know, again, that can kind of bite you in the ass. Like I might be a little bit overzealous with my passion because I, I don't do anything else. So <laughs> so I, I take it pretty seriously. But, you know, sometimes that's that's not such a bad thing. So, yeah, I definitely can agree with that. And sometimes there are corporations that do require a certain quota of, of certified professionals in place. Typically, those are organizations I, I don't, I typically turn down. <laughs> Even if I'm offered an, offered an interview, I'm like, I would be miserable there. So no thank you, but I appreciate the offer. Yeah, it, it's nice to being able to, to be able to say no. And I do appreciate the offer. But yeah, a lot of those places I would, I would really not be happy at. And I know that, and I want to make sure they know that as well. Like, I don't want to waste either of our time. So, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, those are some great points. Um, I don't, I don't really have anything else to talk about this. I have one more question. I, I have yeah, a shoot. couple more questions that I haven't been able to ask, but go ahead, Jathan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been, you've been pretty quiet too. So well, let's, we've been let's talking, get Jathan out of the way. We've been talking a lot about certifications, but I also just graduated college, right? So my degree is really irrelevant to IT other than the fact that I work at a bioinformatics or really a collaborative research facility. So Having a degree in molecular biology certainly doesn't hurt because I do have a general understanding of a lot of what's going on in the building research-wise, but... Um, and you can sling the lingo. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But in terms of hiring, how do you value like a computer engineering or computer science degree as opposed mm. to a certification, which is a little bit more hands-on, arguably? <sighs> and it, of course, that depends because... You know, a computer science program at the University of Colorado versus one at Drexel are probably very different. Also, he's in Canada. True. They have a totally different education structure. You can get well, PhDs in Canada. You, you can to make things even more complicated. I'm originally from Quebec that has its own system outside of Canada. Oh, you're, uh, you're Quebecois? Yeah, we. Oui. That's all <laughs> oh, the French. <laughs> Love it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, to to sort of answer your question, having a degree tells me that you're able to sit down and focus on something. Obviously, it's great if it's in a field that is relevant to what you're doing. But even if it's not, it shows me that you know how to learn. Because you, you're not going to go through and get a degree by just winging it. At least most mm -hmm. people won't, right? Um, you're going to put in the hard work. It, it tells me that you've sat there, you've written the papers, you know, you've done all the work that goes with it. Right. What my current sysadmin actually, he's got a degree in chemical engineering, which doesn't really pertain to his job. Mm -hmm. There is some instances across, you know, our company where that might be relevant given the different uh, divisions that we have. But it also shows me that, you know what, he's serious about the sort of stuff. He's able and willing to dedicate the time to learn these things and you know pass these courses because that's not something you're going to get brain dump on right you, mm -hmm. you actually have to attend the courses you have to pass all the tests all that sort of stuff so even though it's not directly relevant to the field that you might be going into it does hold value quite often i'll see uh, job postings around here for uh various levels and it's a matter of you know must have uh you know an undergraduate degree or whatever it doesn't even specify a field that it has to be in they're just more interested that you have it which you know contrary to the point that i just made is kind of like eh, you know are you really going to make your hiring decision based on that or do you want to see that because somebody's putting time and effort or it might just be a way to you know say hey you know what you're just 
out of school, you don't have the experience, but you've got this degree, so we'll take that into consideration versus guy who's got 10 years experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. True. That's, yeah. 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 And I don't I don't know how things are in Canada. I, I really hope they're, they're better cold. in the U.S. <laughs> I didn't mean generally. I meant in terms of academics, but... <laughs> In, in the U.S. at the very least, CS degrees are, don't get me wrong, when you make it through with the CS degree, especially in the higher higher end degrees, they are some pretty smart people. The downside is they're too smart. Hmm. And by that, I mean they're, they're too... Full of themselves? Academic. Yeah, yeah. They're too academic-centric. And I, I kind of joke around by, by saying, like, these days CS degrees are, are mainly mathematical masturbation. You know, they're, they can spend... Five pages of a paper debating on which algorithm to use for uh, sorting, but they can't implement it in uh, five days. You know, so it's it's they sort they really have that grasp on the theoretical, yep, and they can argue it for days. But th- when it comes down to actually implement implementing it, they're like, oh, "What's the what's the command to copy files again?" Yeah, you know, and that's sort of like yeah, that doesn't that's a major disservice. Right. You know, and oh. it depends what you want to do with it. If you're designing a new utility for or, or a new file system or something. If you're writing a search engine. Yeah. yeah by all exactly. means, I would hope you know your shit about sorting algorithms and can write five pages. And in my opinion, I think that a lot of places. So at, at CU, we have the School of Arts and Sciences. We also have the engineering college or whatever they mm-hmm. call it. And they both have computer science programs. The arts and science one is a little bit more programming, whereas the engineering one tends to go a little bit more like systems, sort of low-level stuff. And, you know, people always ask me, not that I have either, I have like maybe a quarter of a computer science degree that I took as uh, sort of just extra credits, if you will, which one to take. And it's like, well, what do you really want to do with it? If you want to go on to be like a software developer or a mobile developer or something like that, I would say go through arts and sciences, but if you want to go become a network engineer or if you want to design like very low level system hard or software rather, that's a different story altogether. But I think in any case, in taking a computer science class or at this point I've taken like three or four, it's really hard to have practical examples for like your homework assignments and stuff like so many of the programs I wrote, it's like, wow, this is great, but when would I ever fucking use this in the real world? Like, I understand you're giving me this to demonstrate a concept, concept. but yeah. realistically, you're never going to see that. So for me, it seemed like a little bit of a waste. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, so I, I don't know how things are in Canada in regards to that, but that's, sadly, that, that sub story is, is the majority of CS students' experience here in the US. Yeah. And on that note, my molecular biology degree, I honestly feel like it prepared me extremely well for critical thinking and analysis and problem solving because, you know, here's this cell. This is the environment that we're in. This is what we're telling you. What are the possible reasons that this cell is acting this way? Or why is it, you know, behaving this particular way? That was sort of the the same thing but yeah and everybody comes to me asking how to program i say number one do it take no no number one take a philosophy course because that's going to be way more useful than anything else that's going to teach you how to follow logical yeah logical procedures so that really helps with like your test conditions like if and or and all that yep but yeah Peyton, i'm I'm sorry we've been putting off the things you were you were going to ask it's okay (laughs) now's your time to shine buddy it's okay. I, I don't have a whole lot. I mean, I mean, first, I really want to thank you for coming on and, and, and talking and putting up with us, and Jaython especially. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was here on time. <laughs> all right, listen. Oh, oh, you. boy. Okay, all right. 
So so anyway, you guys um, left me in mumble with a stranger. Hey, <laughs> a stranger How danger. Did he touch you inappropriately? He sure in did. In the closet. The pedal bear. <laughs> no, I'm no. hiding in the closet. It's fine. There's no so, windows. Sorry. So, keep going, Peyton. So the question I have for you is: currently, I'm using. I'm uh, currently I'm studying for my LPIC, like I said, and I'm I'm using a a variety of sites to use to study. But I'm I'm primarily using something called uh, Linux Academy. Yep. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on it, Matt. And if you can give me, you know, if you if you were hiring someone uh, for a role and they said, yeah, I, I have my LPIC, and you said, where'd you get it? And they said, well, I, I got it mostly from Linux Academy. What would your thoughts be on that? And and a follow up to that is, would you prefer someone who did not? Well, no. I, I, Go ahead and just answer that question. I got another one for you in a minute. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, as soon as whoever's making that noise in the background stops, <laughs> I stopped. I mean, it, it depends on the requirements for the cert, right? So, going back to VMware, for example, they require that you take that classroom from an accredited source. If you tell me that, oh, you know what? I did all my studying from Linux Academy and I sat and passed this test for the most part. I don't care where you learned it from, whether you learned it from, you know, the, the, this website or whether you buy the book or whether you attended a class. If you are able to pass this test and hopefully not via a brain dump, then yeah, you know what? It shows me that you you did the studying and you know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. What was Do your, you... your follow-up? I was getting there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think I'm lagging. It's okay, man. It's okay. So do you, so you, you were talking earlier about you had a choice between two people and obviously you do a lot of hiring. Does, uh, has Canada ever had, or do they currently have like an, like a, an equal opportunity law, like where you have X number of, of one uh, race, so to speak, and then you have X number of another race and so many men and so many women. Do you have, do you have something like that in Canada? Not that I'm aware of, so hopefully I'm not getting in trouble for that. <laughs> but we, we can't discriminate, right? So if right, I end right. up you know, hiring someone, I can't discriminate based on race, gender, religion, any of that sort of sure. stuff to rule them out. Sure. And for the record, I, I never would. I couldn't care what sort of background anyone has or anything like that. But, you know, it would be pretty hard to prove. Well, that, I mean, that wasn't, that, that wasn't really what... I was trying to ask you. I mean, what I was what I was trying to ask you was, if you've got two people with the same cert, yep. what's your what's the next thing that you look at for them outside of social aspects, so to speak? Gotcha. What I would likely do at that point is, you know, call them in for an interview. You know, and, and assuming I'm satisfied, I'm satisfied with their technical abilities. I just have a conversation with them. You know, and it, it may be technical in nature, may drift off to a little more social side of things, but I'd want to get a feel for who this person is and how they would fit in with the organization. And similarly, might also throw them, you know, essentially a trick question, not to be a dick or anything, but just to see how they handle it, mm. right? It, it, exactly. Pressure. If they call me out on it, great. If they come up with a great answer, great. But if they get all flustered and, you know, in the tizzy or whatever, well... Okay, if you know if you're getting this stressed out now, you know what's going to happen if all of a sudden we actually have an emergency and you're the the guy I end up hiring, or you just go flake out on me. 
So um, I, I wouldn't hire strictly based on certifications or resume or anything like that. That's the short answer. That's good. I I like that answer. Do you have you <laughs> seen the the recent Veeam for uh, for Linux? I noticed that you're a Veeam guy. Yes, the uh, the agent. Have you gotten a chance to play with that yet? And what do you think? I have a little bit. So I should mention um, part of their Vanguard program, okay. which is basically their social advocacy program, whatever you want to call it. So a lot of the stuff that they tell us is under NDA, and I'm never entirely sure what is or isn't under NDA. <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I don't like to talk about that stuff too much, but they uh, they do sure. have. I think it's in public beta now. If not, you could probably sign up for the uh, the uh, Linux um, agent that they do have. Um, so it's still, well, like I said, in beta. But the feedback I've seen so far has been pretty good. Uh, I, I, I was kind of surprised that they uh, introduced it. I mean, sort of on the same path. Uh, Rubrik recently introduced a physical backup for Microsoft SQL servers, and that kind of threw me for a loop <laughs> as far as... I thought everything was being virtualized, and you know they've got Veeam and Rubrik both doing sort of physical backups. It's like I don't know, the whole thing's cyclical. Pretty, pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> so, what's a cert that you have that you kind of regret getting, or you regret not getting sooner, or that you feel maybe was was a kind of a waste of your time? I know we said that pretty much education is never really a waste of time, but there are some out there like. An A plus really just does not help you as a sysadmin, you know. Oh. So, yeah. So yeah, I got the perfect answer for, for this one. Okay. This was a few years ago. I can't remember how long ago, but I I remember distinctly feeling like, you know what? Like I I feel like I haven't gotten a cert recently. You know, I I I just got my VCP, my VMware one. I've got an older Microsoft one. This would have been around that time too. It's like, I don't know what do I go for, right? CompTIA had a green IT cert, right? <laughs> and that? I'm trying to think how I can answer this without breaking any sort of stuff, like the questions that were on there. But, you know, it's like <laughs> dealing with, like, power efficiency or toner efficiency and stuff like that, right? So <laughs> I, I, I went I went in there blind, for lack of a better word. And, like, you know, it came up passing the cert. And it's just one of those, like, you know what? That's just more of a, you know, check out a checkbox for a review type thing. Yeah, I, I suppose if one of our, you know, divisions ever needs to fill out some sort of a qualification for a job, they say, yeah, you know, our IT team is green IT certified, but uh, didn't get a whole lot of value from that one. Like, that, that's strictly one of those common sense ones. I, right. I, I don't even know if they yeah. still offer it, like... <laughs> It's pretty bizarre. <laughs> it, it sounds sounds very that's bizarre. A, that's one for the vault yeah, for sure. That's that's crazy. I I don't think you'll yeah. see that one on my LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> so, you should put it up there just yeah. to get the do questions. You, do you do you have the alphabet soup at the end of your email where you no have, no I, no I, I I always laugh at some Thank of the guys God. who do they're like MD PhD MCSE no. you know and I'm just like. Come on, man. I mean, MTV. No, you, you know what? My my, uh, MVP. My, my my email signature is basically my name, you know, my title, IT manager, then the office address and phone number. Like, <clears throat> and I, I don't use that internally because people know who I am. Um, 
I'll usually use that on the first email externally to someone. Then after that, it's usually just sign like, thanks, Matt, because, well, you've got my contact info. I don't need to keep pushing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, I've even thought about getting some personal business cards from when I'm out, you know, at these user groups and stuff. And all I would put on there is basically, you know, like, uh, so I mentioned I'm a Veeam Vanguard. I'm part of the VMware V Expert program. Those are both like social community driven programs i wouldn't bother putting search or anything on there it's like you know and probably my twitter handle it's like you're not gonna hire me based on you know my business card my signature having all these letters on there you would you know if you wanted to offer me a job it's because hopefully you know me and you know what i'm capable of well i mean i'd hire gerard butler for sure or the guy who sounds like him in a heartbeat just saying Oh, good. So we're we're at an hour twenty. Does anyone have any other questions for uh, for Matt? I have nothing. At I, time. I don't. Yeah, I'm good. I mean, I just want to say Peyton already said, but Matt, thanks a bunch for coming and talking yeah. with us. We actually, admittedly, sort of found your blog post by accident because we were just googling our own podcast. <laughs> yeah, Jason. He Jason thought he's like, oh my gosh, this guy blogged about us. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely great ha- talking with you, though. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was a pleasure. So we have uh, we have one more order of business, and that's the baddie. Oh, uh, yeah. As you know, this is the basically the Darwin Awards for tech. We we have sort of a, a special one here. So it's very special. It's not really one person, and it's not even really one organization technically. But hopefully by now you have heard that Hillary's had these sort of private email servers, which is a big no-no. And it, we're talking about Hillary Clinton, obviously. Uh, I, I feel I feel the need to clarify that. To a, as a Canadian, you guys are country. screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We know. We know. So the yeah. So we we've got that. That made pretty big news. There was a, a, a federal investigation. I feel like it was kind of half-assed, but you know whatever. They at least tried. Sort of, maybe a little bit, and <laughs> yeah, they they looked at it. So these these private emails were compromised, and there was there was a leak. Okay, you know that was that was a big problem. And then uh, I want to say what oh. August first this the the second one happened somewhere uh, around there somewhere July thirtieth. Yeah, recently there <laughs> the DNC Democratic National Convention. Also got compromised. Using from the sounds of it, I'll I'll have to read up and I'll you know I'll post it the errata if it's if it's inaccurate, of course. But it sounds like it was some sort of remote administration tool that got compromised on workstations and things like that. And there was an email leak. <laughs> so this happened not once but twice with within the same general organization. You know they don't share a, a specific tie, but the you know the the sort of it, it, to me, it's just weird that both happened to the Democratic Party. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that it's weird in the sense that I'm suggesting some sort of greater conspiracy. I really just think that they're not, they don't make it a priority, which is a big problem. So anyways, hats off to you. Way to go for getting hit not once but twice with sensitive information. Not only that, but you made yourself look like an ass in the process. Right. Like, oh, right. here's all our internal strife. Let's make it public now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they they were releasing 
some things were released like how they kind of uh made a targeted attack against the bernie sanders campaign yeah and, and, I, and i'm not a bernie released through wikileaks as well yeah and i'm not a bernie supporter either like i just i am totally like apolitical i'm, I'm like, not really not an american politics supporter <laughs> at this point join the club yeah yeah it's it's all just kind of it's all just kind of bullshit but but i do think it's kind of bullshit that they specifically targeted the bernie campaign like come on guys that's that's not cool but yeah so there was a lot of interesting information in that leak it's purportedly russia because it's always russia of course so it's always russia or china it can never be a private actor and then you know it's it's uh, there's this whole hullabaloo about how trump incited it and all that but if you check his language it's not really that clear you know so like the I don't know. It's all bullshit. But basically, hats off to you, Democrats everywhere, for apparently having terrible security. (laughs) (laughs) I love how I'm just making that blanket statement. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even we didn't even pick a specific link to a source for that. Yeah, because it's all over. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, but we wanted to honor that. So, uh, or dishonor that, I guess. (laughs) It's in all the things. So that's been System Ministrivia. I think we've we've. Had a pretty good episode yeah. here, and once again, I want to thank Matt for joining us. Uh, Matt, what's your, what's your Twitter? Matt, that IT guy. Matt, that IT guy. Okay, great. So we'll we'll put that in the show notes. We'll make it really easy for you to find him if you have any questions or not. Stalker is easy though, right? Right. Yeah. Don't stalk the dude, but <laughs> but or maybe if you're in the in the um, an hour west of. Toronto and you know looking for a, a job or, or a blackberry a or whatever he does or a blackberry you sure uh, are you looking to sell yours I don't personally they are definitely fading within our company we still have some users <laughs> got it okay yeah so if you're if you're looking to get in touch with them for whatever reason we'll make it easy to do so and uh yeah I think it's we had a pretty great show tonight so thanks again for coming it's been a blast oh, thank you Great. Yeah, so this has been System in Serbia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. And I'm Matt. Goodbye. Jazz Club.